Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you're here. Wow, I cannot believe we are already into the last month of the year. How are you doing? Maybe you spend your December and holiday season in a similar way every year. Maybe your family has a tradition you follow. As for me, though, this year feels very different. This is the first winter and holiday season I am spending in warm weather. And let me tell you, it feels so freaking weird. After spending this season in the freezing cold Chicago for the last 15 years, my body and my mind are so confused. But I am thankful that I can enjoy going to the beach and soaking up the sunshine in December. As I mentioned in the last episode, this is the first of the five episode series. I'm calling it Five Things I Have Learned in 2022. And each Friday of this month, I am going to pick and share one area of the lessons. I have received this year. And you might not relate to all of them, but I'm sure you will resonate with some of the messages at least, because I feel like so many of us are on this journey of personal apocalypse, as I talked about in the last episode. And although each person has their own unique experience and path, I believe there are some common themes along the way. So let's dive in. One of the things I have learned in 2022 is that I am so much more of a control freak than I ever knew I was. I know it's so not cool, but it is what it is. The term control freak reminded me more of a boss or a parent who wants to control other people. So, I thought I was doing okay in this department. The concept of I do me, you do you is how I have been living my life mostly, especially these past couple of years. Or at least that's how I thought. However, this year, I saw this wanting to control something playing out in so many areas of my life. And you know what that means fundamentally? It means that I am not being present here and now. Let's unpack this. In the last episode, I briefly talked about dealing with uncertainty and the unknown, and how uncomfortable and challenging that has been for me this year. I felt like I needed to have. Concrete plans about my life, and I felt like I needed to know how things are going to turn out. I didn't feel comfortable about going with the flow at all. I had this urge to know what my life is going to look like a week from today, a month from today, a year from today, in five years, and so on. 
And come to think of it, that is how I was living my life when I was in the thick of the 9 to 5 lifestyle. I knew I was going to be working from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, every single week. I knew I had to take care of some other responsibilities outside of the 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. I knew when I was going to take vacations. I had to plan ahead. I had to submit a vacation request in advance. So, almost everything in my life was predictable. I could have looked at my calendar at the beginning of the year and pretty much knew what I was going to be doing every day, every week, and every month. And that's how I lived so many years of my life. And that seemed normal to me, you know? And everyone else around me was living that way to some extent. And I get it that we need a long term vision. And I also understand the importance of having long term goals and following the action plans that would lead us there. But at the same time, though, Having such a rigid schedule sucks life out of our lives. And most importantly, what I noticed was that I was living in a predictable future more than I was living in the present moment. I was not really being present here and now. Oftentimes, I had left the present moment. And I was living in a future which didn't exist yet. But imagine not having that concrete, detailed plan all of a sudden. One day you wake up and you no longer need to repeat the same schedule. And that felt so weird to me. I felt so disoriented without it. It was almost like leaving the house without my phone. You know? And it took me a long time for my nervous system to adjust to the new lifestyle. And I still have responsibilities as a parent, so it's not like I have no plans whatsoever, but it's so much less now, and there is room to breathe. There is room for something amazing or magical to happen. On any given day. And that something amazing or magical is the unknown, isn't it? So, the question I ask myself these days, and you can ask yourself too, is how much of the unknown, how much of this something amazing or magical do I have room for? I also realized that this need to know. How everything is going to turn out was impacting how I was showing up in romantic relationship settings. I mean, romantic relationships are full of uncertainty and unknown, especially at the beginning stage, right? And I know that, but still, I just had the hardest time dealing with it to the extent that I would like to just. Leave the entire relationship altogether so that I won't have to deal with the uncertainty and unknown. If I ended it, 
That way, I could be in control. You know, I know that sounds horrible, but and also this is a much bigger conversation, which involves your family origin stories and attachment styles. But maybe that's for another episode. And here's another thing I learned this year. I felt I needed to be productive all the time, all the goddamn time. You know, working nine to five and taking care of a child didn't leave me much time to do nothing. But this also goes way back to my childhood. I felt stressed out as a young child because I felt like I had to do so much all the time, and I didn't have much time to just play or do nothing. After regular school hours, I had cram schools to attend. I had to practice piano and I had to do homework, and I felt lazy if I was not doing the things that were highly valued by my parents or the society at large. And this also ties into the sense of worthiness, right? My sense of worth was so attached to the type of activities and accomplishments. I did not feel good about myself unless I was performing or accomplishing something. And after finishing college and graduate school, work took over, and that became the source of my self worth. So, in other words, I outsourced my self worth to something external, something outside of me. I relied so much on my work performance. In order to feel I am an okay person. So, after leaving the nine to five job, I felt so guilty not sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. I felt guilty if I slept in. I felt guilty if my calendar was not filled with appointments. I felt guilty unless I was constantly doing, accomplishing something. And I don't think I am alone in feeling this way. I think this is probably more common. So I want to address this. Those feelings of guilt and shame are based on something that had happened in your past. So by feeling the guilt and shame, you are actually revisiting your past. And when that happens, you are no longer being present here and now. And also, this need to know the conclusion of my life. I felt like I owed someone an explanation about where I was in my life, what my life was all about, and where I was going with my life. <laughs> Somehow, I felt like I had to be able to present a plausible status update of my existence to my family. My friends, or even strangers I would meet. I felt like I needed to justify not working nine to five to everybody. Here's an example. This is a legit true story. So I live in an apartment complex, and there are a few maintenance people who work in the property during the day, and 
I run into them sometimes when I'm walking outside in the middle of the day and felt like I needed to come up with an explanation why I am walking in the middle of the day instead of being stuck at the desk. So I tried to formulate a story in my head and it went like, well, I got laid off from a job and that's why I have this much flexibility. But I have some money saved up, so I'm doing okay financially and I am being responsible. I'm not doing anything bad here. I'm taking this time to figure things out. And oh, I'm also doing this podcast and I'm taking these courses, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is, I didn't want them to think that I was being lazy. I felt a need to control how they saw me. But who cares? In reality, those maintenance people don't care about any of this, you know? Nobody questions about or even cares about why I am walking outside in the middle of the day. Isn't that funny though? This is only because I had to justify my behaviors to myself. I felt that I had to justify them to other people too. But do I have to? Do you? All my life, I tried to do everything right because that was very much encouraged and rewarded. I avoided doing things wrong. I ran an informal risk analysis for most everything and avoided potential mistakes. I tried not to make wrong decisions. I tried to know and choose the most right or the shortest path to what I thought I wanted. I tried to have everything under control. I wanted to avoid anything potentially messy. But nothing is black and white in life. There are a lot of gray areas in life, parts that are unclear. And isn't that also the most beautiful and juicy part of all? Then why in the world am I avoiding this good part? Why am I in such a hurry to get to the last chapter of the story when I just finished reading chapter one? Does the last chapter of the story matter as much as what happens in the 23 chapters in the middle? By frantically trying to turn pages to the last chapter, in the meantime, I am missing out on so much goodness that is happening right in front of me. Although I am passionate about personal development and evolution of my consciousness and all of that, this desire to become a better version of myself can also be a form of control, I realize. I need to heal myself from all the traumas before I can be whole. I need to take more courses before I start this new thing. I need to fix everything that's possibly wrong with myself in order to be happy and fulfilled. I need to manifest all my dreams and goals. 
I need to meditate to get to the next level of awakening. I need to work out to stay fit. I need to eat certain food to stay healthy. The list goes on and on. It's like I am trying to control the outcome of every area of my life. And it feels exhausting. It feels sticky. So here's the conclusion. It boils down to the fact that all of these needs are due to lack of trust. Trust in God. Trust in life. Trust in myself. Trust in family and friends. Somehow, I came to believe as if I needed to figure out everything and also do everything on my own. But is that really true? Who said that? And in order to really embody the trust in my everyday life, I learned that I needed to let go of my control. I needed to surrender. I needed to let things unfold on their own. And let me give you a bigger picture here. Your soul is eternal, it never ends. And your soul takes on adventures multiple times. It lives through multiple different lifetimes. Your soul incarnated into your current physical body at this time on this earth in order to experience everything it can experience. It is for the sake of the experience and learning. So, living my life as Masako. Is like a fraction of a moment to my soul, which is eternal. And you might not agree with what I just said, and that's totally okay. But seeing my life from this much larger perspective has helped me so much. I was talking to my friend about this analogy the other day, and it is fitting, so I'll share it with you. Living your life is like going down on a water slide, right? So you get into the water slide, you get thrown into all sorts of directions, and then you get spit it out. And that whole process only lasts for a very short moment. That's how one lifetime is for an eternal soul. And once you are in the water slide, You cannot go back up, nor you can stop it. And if you try to control it by holding onto the slide, you might get injured. All you can do is to let go and flow. And if you are lucky enough to know what's actually going on, you can enjoy the ride. So here's the invitation to you and me. Why not then enjoy the ride? We know the beginning of our life. We were born. That's already done. We also know the ending of our life. We don't know the details, but our body is going to die and our soul will go on to the next water slide experience. 
But in the meantime, while we are still on this water slide ride, can we trust that we're going to be okay, no matter what? Can we trust that we will be provided and protected along the way? Can we trust that we don't have to be in charge or in control nearly as much as we think we do? Can we have fun? Can we experience this life for the sake of experiencing it to the fullest, feeling all of the emotions as deeply as we can without wanting to attach any serious meanings to it? Would that make our life any better? Perhaps we breathe with a little more ease. And maybe we can be more present here and now. So that's my invitation to you. Let's do this together. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If this conversation touched you or inspired you in any way, please let me know. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it. I'm sending all of you so much love as we are going down on this amazing water slide ride. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?